Keep Nintendo weird, everybody. Your boy Seth here with you. Happy and thrilled, as always, to do another episode of the uh, weirdest Nintendo podcast on the internet. A weird Nintendo podcast about loving weird Nintendo games. Um, Man, I am so thrilled to be doing this episode this week because, well, for, for many, many reasons. First of all, let me not get too ahead of myself because I just got off of vacation, so I'm a little bit like discombobulated. I'm not going to lie. You ever like, whenever you stop and slow down, especially when it's been a while, like for me, I haven't had a vacation in like three years. So stopping and slowing down is not something that I'm good at. It's something that I've honestly kind of forgotten how to do. And, and so now I'm, I'm kind of like picking up the pieces, but, um, it's, it's a really exciting episode. It's a game that I've wanted to cover on the show since its inception. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, my very favorite DS game. It's really not even close. Like, that, that, that game is just so good and we're going to obviously get into why. Um, and I'm also really excited to be covering the game with my special guest for this episode, Caroline Liddick, uh, formerly of Limited Run Games, which is how her and I first talked. Um, we, uh, with my main show, All In... Um, we, we worked with Limited Run um, for several different things, and uh, and Caroline used to be the PR person there, and she was always so kind and, and nice to me whenever uh, I had to work with them, and um, just, just a really pleasant, nice person, and when I was looking for Ghost Trick Phantom Detective content and like kind of fielding who should I reach out to to guest on this, you know, spoilers... There are not many <laughs> Ghost Trick Phantom Detective like podcasts or videos or anything like that. And lo and behold, as I'm searching, Caroline comes up in the search. She did an episode of Jared Petty's The Top 100 Games podcast, which is a really good podcast that I highly recommend you check out. I, I love Jared Petty. Would love to have... Jared, if you happen to be watching this, would love to have you on the show sometime. Um, but uh, But Caroline went on that show to talk about Ghost Trick. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like I'm familiar with Caroline, like we're, we're acquainted and, and, and she's wonderful. And I love this game and I loved her like passion. And, you know, she, she's like one of the only other people that I know that love the game. So why not reach out? And and she was very, very kind and, and gracious. And like, we got together on short notice and stuff. She, she's just the best. So really excited for you guys to meet Caroline and really excited to talk about ghost trick. Um, I, I don't normally do uh, a whole lot of rigmarole here in the, in the like pre-roll, but I'm, I'm kind of like experimenting a little bit more with that because I always feel weird and unnatural kind of doing the typical like plugging and social media stuff. So I, I sort of feel like maybe I should do it at the top because I always feel weird. A, I feel weird doing it at all. I'm not good at it, but um, I know it's it's somewhat essential. So I, I want to talk about some of that stuff um, here before we get into the episode proper. If you don't want to hear it, I, I get it. You can skip ahead. I'll have chapters in place uh, here on YouTube, or if you're listening to the audio version, you can just skip ahead a little bit if you want to. That's fine. I'm not going to be offended or anything like that. Um, but uh, I did want to talk about a couple of things real quick just before we get into the episode properly. First of all, huge thanks to everybody who checked out uh, the Majora's Mask episode. That was a really weird and personal episode of this show, and the response to it was a little bit overwhelming because I, I really didn't expect that 
when you when you make something like that, like first of all, I had no notes or script or anything like that in front of me. I never do. Um, but for that one in particular, it, it was really just stream of consciousness. Like it was just me, just like I'm sitting here right now talking into the mic. That was it. And um, I didn't know what was going to, I didn't know what I was going to say before I said it, in other words. And I certainly didn't know I was going to touch on the things I did and get as personal as I did. And um, so when you make something like that, you never know how the audience is going to respond to it. And I'm just really, really thankful for y'all and and grateful that you guys related to it and allowed me to, I, I, I just can't explain the like creative charge that I get out of people being, um, being able to relate to some of the things that I'm saying or like appreciating some of the things that I'm saying and allowing me to take creative liberties and to not always keep it squeaky clean. Um, so I just, I, I'm really, really thankful for y'all, um, for the response to that episode. That, that really meant a lot to me. Um, also it occurs to me that some of y'all might be listening to the show purely in audio form, which is great and super thankful, but you might not be aware that I do this podcast also on video, um, over on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash all N podcast. And there are always links to that in the episode description. So if you ever want to watch the video version, um, either the guest will be on video with me or I'll have like gameplay footage playing or something like that. I do always supplement these, these episodes with video just in case you were an audio only listener. Um, and then also speaking of video, we did recently start up a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash all in podcast, which will also be linked in the episode description. And, um, it's been something that I've been working really, really hard at, and I've been trying to be really consistent with, and I'm streaming Nintendo games over there. Like recently I've been streaming, um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on Switch and, uh, the, the legend of our cheese girl, Grana Padano. And, uh, it's, it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun and we're trying to hit uh, Twitch affiliate by the end of the year. So if you could go over there and follow us on Twitch and hang out for some Twitch streams, I would be so appreciative. And, and I just, I have a blast doing that. I love doing it. Um, so we're, we're trying to be a little bit more aggressive with that. And the last thing I'll shout out the the last kind of like rigmarole thing I'll shout out is uh, five star reviews guys. So this is something that I've always been bad about. Um, asking for because uh like i said you know i'm not good at the social media thing anyway but five star reviews really do help a lot and in all of my time podcasting as as i'm pulling up this review here um in all of my time podcasting i've never really asked for five star reviews but um if you do like this show on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on um a five star review a like on youtube whatever it really does help with visibility. So I super, super appreciate it. And I wanted to highlight, um, a five-star review that we got here on iTunes from our good friend, Eric Plunk, who is a member of the all in community. And we really appreciate Eric. We love Eric. And he says a celebration of the unusual. Eric says, now here's a million dollar idea for a podcast. Seth and a guest gush over some of Nintendo's quirkiest games. The absurdity of these games deliver a unique joy that shines through when being talked about. Host Seth is very well-spoken with a great radio voice. Nintendo has no shortage of weird titles to keep this show going for a long time to come. So really, really appreciate that. And if you would like me to read your five-star review, go ahead and drop it and uh, leave some words and I will read it on the show. So... 
just super appreciative again um, i'm not going to ramble for any longer guys we're going to get into the episode we're going to talk to caroline Lydic about ghost trick phantom detective and as always we're going to keep nintendo weird Caroline, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited to do this episode. I've wanted to cover this game for such a long time. It is so special to me. Um, it's it's a really special game, and, and it's my favorite DS game of all time. Yes, yes I agree. No question. <laughs> Which is... Like, no contest. It's nuts because the DS library has a lot a lot of really good games in it so for ghost trick to be your favorite rightfully so also my favorite you know that's saying something man it it it, it is and i love the ds in general but um i i also think that like in the scope of ds games it, it's one of those games and we're going to get into all this course but it's one of those games that like takes advantage of the hardware and stands out i think in some interesting ways and it's really nice to have you on the show because um I, I was looking for any sort of ghost trick anything in terms of content on the internet. And spoilers, there's not much. Um, like you did the Top 100 Games podcast with Jared Petty, which is wonderful. Everybody mm-hmm. go listen to that. Um, Plus one. Yes, do it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's it's a fantastic uh, podcast and, and you were great on there. Oh, thank but, you. So, but, but I mean, this is like maybe one of three or four ghost trick phantom detective related podcasts ever. I th- so. think so. You know, when you <laughs> asked me to be on this podcast, I messaged my friends and I said that I will be on two podcasts now speaking about ghost trick. And I think that might make me like the world's most public ghost trick fan. You you might be. <laughs> I, you might be the, <laughs> I did not look into it. So that is an uncontested <laughs> statement, but you know, Perhaps it might be so. <laughs> it's it's literally it's like Jared Petty, us, and Retronauts. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like it. That's like it. it. Really is. So you're you're the world's leading expert on a uh, on Ghost Trick Phantom oh, Detective. God, we're doomed. <laughs> we're doomed. <laughs> well, uh, Caroline, before we get into it, tell us a little bit about yourself. Kind of kind of set the stage for us. Tell us about your history and yeah. and um, why folks might know you. Okay. Um. So I got into the games industry actually, I think it'll be just over five years ago now, um, working as a community manager at Telltale Games. And I was Mm -hmm. with them for just under two years um, when the very infamous closure happened and sort of threw hundreds of people for a loop without jobs and insurance. And, you know, um, it was very scary, very um, uh, sad time. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it it was rough. (laughs) I, uh, you know, broke a lot of it down in therapy over the years, and I've come to realize things about that time and and myself. Um, But what happened after Telltale was that I got this opportunity to work with Limited Run Games. So that's where I went about, gosh, I don't know, a month or two months after Telltale closed, moved coasts. Went to Limited Run, and um, I was their director of communications uh, up until a few months ago, um, just, you know, 
helping get newsletters out, social media, PR. I mean, Limited Run is a very small company that um, if you're not familiar with it, they make physical editions of typically digital only, but not necessarily um, video games. And so Mm -hmm. very, very tight knit, small company, a lot of people wearing a lot of hats sort of situation. Um, And yeah, I worked with Limited Run for a long time, being on streams, hanging out with the community, all that stuff. So people probably know me from Limited Run or from Telltale. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That that was where um I, I first got to to meet you like on a kind of like personal level because we, we worked with LRG several times on different things and you were always so wonderful to us Aww. every time we every time we communicated with you, you were always great. So you Thanks. were you were very, very good at your job. <laughs> oh, thank you. That really does mean a lot to me. Um I really liked doing what I do and I like, you know, can connecting the community and developers or in limited runs case publishers um Mm -hmm. and just being being the bridge so yeah and and you guys you guys gave us the time of day when we were much smaller than we are now so (laughs) i uh i appreciate that a lot Um, yeah it's awesome i i actually let me ask you this caroline um this is i've never had the opportunity to because we've had doug on the show before Mm -hmm. um but but this was long before scott pilgrim happened Okay. Yeah. And I, I would, I would love to. Were you there when Scott Pilgrim was was going on? Oh yes, I was. Was there. that madness? Oh, it was absolute madness. I mean, um, <laughs> so we did bring up NDAs as much as I can say yes. without crossing NDAs. Is it was a very yes. long um, period of time getting to the moment where we were even positive that we were doing it, and there mm-hmm. was like you know about a couple months of this floating ethereal time where all of us were like 80 to 90% sure it was going to be limited run. But that 10%, you were like, Oh gosh, what if it's not like, this is our white whale. This would be so cool. We know we could do a great job with this. We had so many fans in the office. Like, and so, you know, what the day when it was signed, like it was like, it, happened and then josh just like told the news to basically the whole company we were i mean we weren't actually (laughs) popping bottles but metaphorically (laughs) we were popping bottles i mean like really celebrating it was such a cool feeling and then to like finally announce that to the world was like probably number two feeling of my career at limited run it was just so exciting and it was really really a a peak of my career man i i just i remember when we had uh when we had Douglas on the show, uh, he was kind of saying it without saying it. And I was he, trying to get it out of that. him. If Douglas yeah. ever watches this, he will know my, <laughs> one of my most frequent um, responsibilities at limited run was to rein in Douglas and be like, don't, don't hit so much at this thing or like, try not to right. do that thing. And like, if we, you know, if we accidentally leak this game, we're going to be in trouble with this person. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's I, he the was... king. <laughs> he, was, he was definitely kind of like saying it without saying it. I was trying to get it out of him. He wouldn't do it. But I, I, I was like, literally on the recording, I was like, he's got to be talking about Scott Pilgrim. And if that happens, it will be the most massive thing to happen with LRG. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then when it did, it was just, it was awesome. What a, what a yeah. great moment. Yeah. So. And I mean, they're only like up from there. They're working with like Star Wars now. I mean, they've been doing Star Wars mm-hmm. since like halfway through my time there, but um, they're just, I mean, they're killing it. So I'm very proud of them and proud of the time that I spent there. 
Yes, absolutely. Like I said, you, you made your mark and you, you will, you will be missed, but we're excited to see what you do next. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Mostly right now and just taking a break playing video games. (laughs) Yeah. Playing video game fresh off of a D and D session. Yeah. So (laughs) absolutely. Um, so let's get into ghost trick. Uh, now I do have a couple of, uh, community things here because what's really funny, Caroline, and, and you've probably encountered this too, in your time being a ghost trick fan, there are people like us who have played it and love it and gush about it, but there are even more people who are not like us and haven't played it. Um, unfortunately, um, (laughs) my buddy Dan from uh, the retro logic podcast came in. He said, I have some questions as someone else who has no reference for this game at all. He, he, he he was sort of being funny about it, but, um, (laughs) we're going to answer all of these. I think over the course of our discussion, how do you trick a ghost? Uh, (laughs) Is the detective a phantom or does the detective specialize in phantom related crimes? Okay. (laughs) And doesn't the notion that a ghost trick was involved with the crime sort of negate the need for a detective? So, mm, mm, okay. so yeah, th- those are all kind of, um, it, it must be kind of funny for somebody with no context of the game. Uh, it is the a title. wild title. It, and it, mm-hmm. even as you're playing the game, like I sort of don't even think of it as ghost trick phantom detective like those are just nonsensical words to me it's just whatever it's called so like (laughs) trying to break that down logically is wild but i do love it (laughs) yes so what's kind of set the stage for us how what was your kind of first exposure to ghost trick yeah gosh um so i was a very big nintendo fan growing Mm -hmm. up um I had an older brother who really was the arbiter of the PlayStation and Nintendo consoles and handhelds were really more my speed. And he didn't really necessarily like flex the muscles like, no, Kyle gets to play this now. So I (laughs) had more opportunity to play those games. And um, I picked up Ace Attorney. This is how we're going to loop it all in. Because I was a Nintendo Power subscriber. And they had a big article about Ace Attorney, I remember. And I just remember reading it and being like, wow, like, this sounds great. I, like, really was a fan and still am a fan of, like, video games that do things that are, you know, not typical. So, like, Mm -hmm. a a logic puzzle, like, narrative game at that time was, like, mind-blowing to me. Um, So I picked up the Ace Attorney games, fell in love with them. I mean, they're amazing too. Don't get me wrong. Um, But Ghost Trick, I think, is the peak. And so when Ghost Trick was announced, I was like, oh my God, Shu Takumi is doing another game. And these these games are so good. And like, this looks so different and cool. And the art was fantastic. And it was just like, it was a day one purchase for me. I mean, well, really for my parents, because at the time I was a child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I, I picked it up and played it. I mean, basically, I think in like three sittings, I was just like, ah, like mm-hmm. solving the puzzles and, you know, getting to the end and being really concerned because I didn't have like a walkthrough to look up at the time. And I was right. like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was just moving things around. Um, and yeah, that, that was really my um, my introduction to Ghost Trick. And it's sort of been it's it's been in my DS catalog. Like I still have it in my original DS case over there in, in my uh, living room area. Um, because I just, I just freaking love the game. <laughs> I just, Man. I think it's the best. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so an good. excellent game. 
and, and and it's good that you still have it because that game goes now for well into the hundred and fifty two hundred dollars yeah. range. I don't have it's the crazy. box, so I okay. just I just well. have the cartridge because I mean I was a child, so I was just keeping loose cartridges in my case. Mm-hmm. That was a big mistake, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't have to go for the iOS port, and I don't have to like buy it secondhand. I'm gonna keep it around yes. until my DSs all die and civilization is burned to the ground. <laughs> right yeah just just in the post-apocalypse playing ghost trick yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> i yeah i that was kind of like i i i didn't find out about ghost trick through nintendo power i mm-hmm. so i used to work at gamestop and people who gotcha. listen to my stuff know my my history with gamestop and i had a regular customer who would come into the gamestop and he was this kid that loved like ace attorney professor layton yes and uh and i also loved ace attorney and professor layton and wasn't aware that shu takumi had this other thing coming up you know Mm -hmm. but he was and he had his finger on the pulse and he was the one that told me uh, about ghost trick to begin with and so um like picking that game up I, i i was so blown away by that game and i think i agree with you i think that i love ace attorney don't get me wrong but Ghost Trick, I think, is the height of Shintakumi, yeah. like, absolutely. There are some things that Ace Attorney does better, and the one thing sure. that comes to mind more immediately is I think it is a lot better with comedy, but it's also, like, it's aiming for mm. comedy more often, I think, than Ghost right. Trick is. Ghost Trick is obviously comedic, but I think Ace Attorney just has more moments of comedy. You know, you, you cross-examine right. a parrot, <laughs> so right, I think right. it, it's a little bit more, um, there's more levity there yeah um but yeah i mean ghost trick i think is superior in terms of game design in terms of look um the composer i think is it's the same from the original ace attorney i think the music is better which is it's wild to even say because so many people love ace attorney rightfully and it is a nearly perfect game and ghost trick is just like a little bit better it's just that that edge you know I man, I uh, I I love the what one of my favorite things about Ghost Trick because it does have like it has the comedy and it certainly goes places. Um, <laughs> yeah. In t- in terms of like its its craziness and its narrative and stuff like this, but there there is a certain like th- there there's a certain drama to it, and there's a certain like more so than even Ace Attorney. I think there's like a. I think the fact that it's like a singular kind of mystery that has layers that kind of keeps you wanting to dig deeper, I yeah. think makes Ghost Trick's story a little bit more effective to me versus the notion of like cases in Ace Attorney. Yeah. I but. think if if you've played Ace Attorney before, but you haven't played Ghost Trick, it's almost as if Ghost Trick is like if you only played the first case and the last case in Ace mm. Attorney, like the cases that typically both bookend and are related to each other. Right. Like that's sort of how Ghost Trick feels that like everything is leading to these different like plot twists and to a central ending point that is a revelation to the player. Uh, it's just like, ugh, it's so good. It's so good. That's that's a great <laughs> point. That's a great point. So, what set up the game for us? What what kind of game is Ghost Trick and and like what's the story set up? How how yes. do you describe it? Wow. So, go- <laughs> how do you no describe Ghost Trick? <laughs> Ghost Trick is a visual novel slash puzzle game, um, where you play as a recently deceased man who is trying to solve his identity um and 
the thing about being recently deceased in the logic in the world of this game is that he can sort of jump between objects and manipulate them. And so these puzzles become Rube Goldberg machines where you have to set off certain things so that you can save people's lives. Because the other thing about being recently dead in this world is that he can go into dead people, like recently dead people's bodies and rewind time to like four minutes before their death and then save them. Yes. So <laughs> I, I, it's so much to explain to, explain to somebody uh, who hasn't uh, played the game. You know, like you do. It's just your run of the mill <laughs> average game. You yeah, know. <laughs> you know, it's it's not unique at all um yeah just another one of those go back in time save dead people yeah, stories you know it's, it the way i think about ghost trick is like it's like explaining the most convoluted anime you've ever seen to somebody who like does not watch anime at all sure, it's like yeah. so you can rewind time and then you can jump into these people and then there's these two spirits are speaking to each other and blah blah blah, blah and like yeah so ghost trick is a mystery where these Rube Goldberg machines of saving people, you slowly learn things about the protagonist's identity and about the people that are involved in this sort of ongoing night. Um, right. And yeah, God, how, what can you even say without spoiling the game? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's there, a good point. There's, yeah. There's so many twists and turns that the beginning of the game, the setup of, I'm a dead man and I don't know who I am and I have to save this girl. And then the ending point are like, you couldn't get there. <laughs> a, right. a normal person <laughs> would not like connect the dots, but Shutakumi like has like masterfully and every twist makes sense. And he gets to this sort of wild conclusion where like, yeah, things go off things get crazy. Yes, they do. We, we've, uh, we've mentioned shoot Takumi a couple of times now, who is the, uh, creator and sort of auteur, I guess, of, um, of the Ace Attorney series and also ghost trick. And there's something about shoot Takumi's games. He, he just has this way of having drama and having like these interesting characters that have depth to them, but at the same time, mixing in this sort of Japanese quirkiness and just like lovable characters. And like, um, I, I don't know, like he has, there's a particular flavor to shoot Takumi games Mm -hmm. that I think is completely unique and you will not find anywhere else. I I love his games. 100% agree because like there, I mean, there are wild things happening in this game. Like you're a ghost who can like move into, you know, a ladder and unfurl it and you knock over a soccer ball that opens up an umbrella that, you know, does that and does that. But you're also like saving people's lives. Like there are dark, dark moments in this game that are, you know, balanced very delicately and very well with these like levity, like, Oh, I'm talking to a dead corgi now, or a dead Pomeranian. <laughs> right. I don't know what breed of dog Missile is, but um, I think he's a Pomeranian. But yeah, he, yeah. He's oh, we'll small... talk about Missile. <laughs> <laughs> I love Missile. Missile's such mm-hmm. a good boy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, the that like that mix of comedy and drama is just done so well. And um, to credit the localization teams. Uh, as well like it's translated into english impeccably well as well and i that i think is you know 
um, Ace Attorney games and Ghost Tricks, like probably secret weapon, I think, is their localization Great team. point. Because mm-hmm. they're keeping in puns, they're keeping in jokes. These are things that are very difficult to do while you're like keeping the same amount of text on the screen and translating it into mm-hmm. a different language. So they do a phenomenal job. <laughs> That's such a great point. Yeah, I, I think. And, and it's also really hard to do comedy well in yeah. video games. Oh, really yeah. hard. It's you know. so hard because comedy is so much about timing and video mm-hmm. games are about player input. So you're relying a lot if you're less of a visual novel game than Ghost Trick is on player input and on emergent game gameplay to, you know, be comedic. How do you do that? It's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess like if, if I were to try to describe the genre that Ghost Trick is in, like it's kind of a visual novel, I guess, but it's more like a, almost more like a point and click adventure game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, even that, like, it, it's it's more than just that because, yeah, the the main crux of the gameplay is, yeah, like solving these these murders and and kind of preventing them from happening. Especially when you take a character like Lynn, who must die six or seven oh, times God. throughout the course of the game. She dies so um, much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like it's all about kind of trial and error. Um, and which I think a lot of people see as like a, like a dirty word, like a dirty phrase, like trial and error. But to me, I think ghost trick makes trial and error, not only funny, but enjoyable, Mm -hmm. like to, to see the way that things can go wrong or right, I think are equally rewarding in this game, which is difficult to do. I think a lot, (laughs) um, about the level where you're trying to, I can't remember, you're trying to distract um i don't remember her name but she's the Mm -hmm. mom of the kid she's like drinking wine in her in her glass i remember the visuals so well you're trying to distract her and you can set off you know opening this door which lets a mouse drop down but you sort of have to time it right and if you don't time it right funny things still happen you still get these like Mm -hmm. animations that are beautiful and very funny and it's just like it's just fun. It's just fun to be in the world and slowly piece things together because it's sort of reflective of what the character is going through too. Like he's slowly right. piecing his life together while you're piecing this, you know, Rube Goldberg together. So yes, yes, uh, yeah, great. <laughs> it's it's excellent. <laughs> I so you mentioned the visuals, and that's something I definitely wanted to stop and talk about because this game is, and I, and I've said this before on other podcasts and people are like, what are you talking about? But this has got for my money, the best animation work of any game ever. I like, agree. It like the, not only just cause it's on the DS and it, it like, I, I still like looking at the game in motion. I don't know how they did it. It just, <laughs> it, it looks so seamless and beautiful and like, just there's so much care in every frame of animation. It mm-hmm. It is stunning to look at. Yeah. It's amazing because each character has such a distinct visual design. Um, yes. Not only in like the shape of the character, but also like the color of the character and how they walk, how they move, what sound effects are playing as they're talking. These things, right. they all sort of merge together to make this design that is, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It doesn't look like anything else. And I think there are, you know, pixelated sprite games that have come out after on much more HD platforms that just right. don't look as nice. And they don't seem as seamless. Like it's a fully <laughs> realized world that you're stepping into when you play Ghost Trick. It's it's 
And I think that's one of the differences between Ghost Trick and Ace Attorney that really step Ghost Trick up as well, because Ace Attorney, you're more interacting with flat, you know, 2D art than you are with, like, actual models that are moving around. Um, Gosh. Yeah. And and, and when you when you factor in the fact that these are kind of like Rube Goldberg style puzzles, like and and that's I I guess what we should say to answer Dan's question. That's what where the trick comes in, Mm -hmm. because you're possessing these items and you perform there. Each one has a an associated trick. So Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, like early on in the game, there will be like a bed that unfolds, you know, Mm -hmm. and now you can get a little bit closer to the lamp that you're trying to possess or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so that's what a ghost trick is. Um, You're you're playing as a ghost and you possess other things and you perform the ghost trick to Mm -hmm. solve these puzzles. Um, But but you're right, like the, the animations totally feed into not just the world, but like they, they give so much personality to the characters. Like if we just had, if, if a uh, Cabanella was on screen and yes, yes, the best, the, the best. The best. <laughs> and, and if he was, if he were in an Ace Attorney game, right, mm-hmm. he would just be a 2d model and mm-hmm. we would just be looking at his face and maybe there would be a couple of little stilted keyframes of animation or whatever. Right. But in this game, he does his wonderful little dance mm-hmm. and walk every time he's on screen and he is just the best and it just adds so much flavor to it. It adds so much because there are things that, you know, it's, it's a mystery um, story ghost trick, right? Mm-hmm. So like a lot of mystery stories um, that people may have read or l- movies that they have watched, you are supposed to believe things about characters um, yes. as soon as you meet them. And right. ghost trick is very good at getting that across on the tiniest, <laughs> the world's tiniest screen. I mean, the DS screens are smaller than like your average iPhone at this point, I think. Oh yeah. So Much, yeah. <laughs> um, it gets that across so well and then hand in hand with the plot twists and the things that you learn about these characters, your perspective of the character changes and shifts in a way that feels really nice as well. So, you know, Cabanella is still doing his dance at the end of the game, but you have a different perspective on, you know, why he is that way and it works so well. Ah, ah, (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I think the models too, they're, they were 3D originally and then transposed into 2D. So you just get a lot of, you know, movement and life out of them than you do versus like typical sprite animation too. Right. So if you look at the visuals like close up, you can see stray pixels sometimes like here or there that don't necessarily make sense if you're looking at it like still, like as a still shot, but mm-hmm. in motion it's it's gorgeous it's stunning it is yeah. genuinely like i i've played a lot of ds games that was my home when i was a child genuinely this game totally. is the best looking it is it's so it's stunning and, it, and it's it's like hey uh you know this this weird little capcom adventure I game know. is you know is the best looking game on ds go figure mm-hmm. i think what worked really well was I, I read this in an interview like a long time ago. I think when I was, mm-hmm. before I talked to Jared for his podcast, I was sort of like looking up things with Shu Takumi and Ghost Trick was really like Capcom came to Shu and were like, what do you want to do? And he was like, yes. I want to make this weird mystery game and everything's going to be wild and different. And it's not even Ace Attorney. And they were like, all right. And then he made Ghost yeah. Trick, which is pound for pound, the best game that nobody's played. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. And and by the way, shout out to Capcom for doing that because that that I think showcases such a willingness to embrace something unique and weird, which I think they understand is such an important part of their legacy. Mm-hmm. And like if you look at Shu Takumi's career, like like his start at Capcom versus what he does now, like he basically has always been able to do exactly what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Like and and I just I love that a a massive company like Capcom recognizes his talent and just kind of lets him off the leash to do whatever he wants. Yeah. I mean, Phoenix Wright, like Ace Attorney has spawned like so much merchandise. There was um the all female musical review in Japan. Right. Uh, by the Takarazuka folks, like the Phoenix Ray is everywhere. He's in Marvel vs. Capcom. I mean, people wanted him in Smash Bros. And by people, I mean me, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did too. I did too. <laughs> yeah. There's Nendoroids. There's, you know, there's everything. So I feel like they were, uh, yeah, like you said, like totally correct to go to Shu and be like, please, you've given us this gift. Do your thing. <laughs> do, do, do whatever thing. you want. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think that's just so smart. I think that there, you know, there are a lot of companies who don't recognize that, and they try to muddle a little too much. Yes, and um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I won't say any names or whatever, but you know, there there are certain companies that we, try we to can like all put, think, yeah, <laughs> our separate exactly. thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and we'll probably have overlapping companies. You know, don't want to say names, yes. but <laughs> yes, I I wanted to touch on something. A, a word that has come up a couple of different times in this conversation is mm-hmm. identity. Mm. And I think that Ghost Trick has a really interesting way of tackling identity. And to the point where the game has kind of become, in its in its own little strange way, something that the trans community has latched onto, which I find really, really special about this game because the way this game deals with identity, I think, is super interesting and kind of like subtly brilliant. Um, because the idea of it is, is when a person dies their ghost or their soul or whatever is only represented by like a blue flame, like this amorphous blue flame. And it isn't until they have their own memories and until they sort of unlock and remember who they were that they kind of finally realize themselves and, and Mm -hmm. kind of become who they are. And that, that sort of is something that, um, plays a huge role in the story, obviously. And, and, you know, a huge crux of the, the journey that some of these characters go on is kind of learning who they are. And I just, I find that so brilliant that that's such a, like, I don't even know if that's what they intended when they, you know, designed the game, but it ended up being like this kind of beautiful story about identity in a weird way. I I love that. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I was thinking about this a lot because I think like as a kid, (laughs) playing ghost trick i was like oh this is fun there's like nice little plot twists when i replayed it last year it very much was a different experience for me i think i picked up way more on like the stuff that you're talking about because it is very much so a game where like in a way you aren't your identity but you are Mm -hmm. there are some things that maybe you might assume about yourself or somebody might assume about you that might not be true or that you can reject um without getting into too much spoilers this is more first act sort of stuff but Mm -hmm. um Sissel, the protagonist which i don't know if we've even said his name i we've gone this long and we haven't said Sissel. (laughs) (laughs) Sissel, the protagonist the lead character the person you are in the game um, he learned something about himself that, 
you know, the character that you've been playing as for these like first couple hours, it doesn't really add up and he rejects it. And even though like that's his identity, he turns back on it and, and well, it's not his identity. It's assumed identity. He turns back on it and he says, no, this is who I am. And this is what I'm going to do now in this moment. And he saves someone's life. And that was that moment, I think to me really, really spoke to me personally because it is Mm -hmm. saying like you can choose like you are who you think you are it's not about you know these this supposed evidence it's not about what people assume about you from you know past the past um it's just who you are so that's really nice and yeah i mean i can totally see where the trans community would be really into this game um i think almost i mean not the exact same as Celeste, since Celeste actually has a trans protagonist, but right, right. I think in a similar way to Celeste, where it is about just like being, you know, mm-hmm. who are you? Who are you? That's the that's the central mystery of Ghost Tricks. So naturally, you're going to be thinking about it a lot. Um, yep. Yeah, it's a beautiful game. Gosh, it, it really, yeah, it's <laughs> such a that it's such a beautiful kind of underlying message that I don't think a lot. I mean. You know, like you said, when I first played the game, I didn't take that away from it at all. You yeah. Know? And, 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 you know, it's only kind of coming back at, at, and especially seeing some of the stuff with more analytical, like adult eyes mm-hmm. that you start to, to pick up some of that stuff. And I think that, you know, because as you said, it's like assumed identities. The only reason, yeah, I mentioned that when, when a person dies in this world, they're, they're this blue flame. They don't know who they are until they mm-hmm. sort of unlock their memories. And the only reason that Sissel, thinks he is who he is is Mm -hmm. because he's he's like that's it literally it's like that must be me that's my body yeah you know yeah that's the only thing that's who i am we gotta figure out who that man is yep that's that must be me yeah and 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 then it's it sort of becomes like a thing where he he even sort of behaves a certain way because he he thinks he has to behave that way to assume that identity that he thinks Mm -hmm. he has to be a part of yeah um it's so, it's so, it's subtly brilliant. I, it really, yes. really is. Um, man, I, uh, I, I think that that plays a big part into, to what makes this game special. It's not even really about like, just like Ace Attorney, I, I don't love these games for gameplay necessarily. Right. <laughs> I love them for personality and story and characters and they, they have that in spades. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I will say the gameplay is really fun the first time you're playing playing it over again especially the beginning parts of it there are like moments where i'm like i wish i could just skip this like i know the solution and i just sort of i want to you know reevaluate the story but it isn't it is interesting to play the first time i mean it's not you know an first person shooter where you're hitting a million buttons at once and you you know you have 50 parts of your brain activating at the same time yeah Um, yeah but it is it is fun in its own way (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it's got its own it's it definitely has its own gameplay charms um i've got a comment here from the community from uh our friend eric plunk he says i have a brief fuzzy memory of playing a demo for ghost trick which was wirelessly downloaded from the Wii to my dsi so yeah shout, yes! shout out to that nostalgia bomb there right <laughs> oh um, gosh and he says uh Unique was the main word that came to mind about the game at the time. Unfortunately, I never bought the full game on DS or iOS. The game screams for a re-release, and if it happens, I will not miss out this time. Man, how nice would that be to play this it game on Switch? Does. Oh, it yes. does scream for a re-release. 
You're so right, Eric. You are so yes. right in so many ways. I think um, Ghost Trick is sort of in its moment where a lot more people are talking about it and and thinking about Ghost Trick and how it was great because Ace Attorney got those Switch re-releases. Right. And so I think Ghost Trick has gotten this weird bump off of that where everyone's like, oh yeah, this game also happened and that looks cool and it's on iOS, I could play it. But if they, like, I would take, okay, <laughs> sorry, I got no, so go excited about this that my brain was just like, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Um, <laughs> I think they could remaster it. I know I literally just said, like, oh, the visuals are stunning and don't, you know, they're amazing. But I do mm-hmm. think that they could upgrade the visuals a little bit and yeah, it would still be beautiful. Yeah. And you could still have the experience of having, you know, the exact um, launch day visuals on DS on the phone on iOS. Um but you could do like a sort of Ace Attorney style remaster where, you know, pretty much everything's the same. It's just sort of like bumped up a notch across the board and it would be right. so fun because you, yeah. you could use utilize this touchscreen for the Switch um, on the DS. Honestly, I played mostly with buttons and so the Pro Controller would be great. Be great to be fine. play it on a TV screen. Are you kidding me? Yes. Oh. That'd be so beautiful. And then, like, you could even use, like, the Joy-Con pointer or gyro or something like that. Yeah, you could totally do that. That'd be great. That would be amazing. (laughs) Now I want that to happen. I know. I'm just, like, uh, misty-eyed. Well, maybe. I mean, look, Capcom, as you mentioned, re-released the Ace Attorney trilogy. I I think that they're probably going to do more of those. Yeah, I hope that the rest of the Ace Attorney series comes to comes to switch. And they just put earlier this year, they localized the great Ace Attorney Mm -hmm. games. So, I mean, they're not like ignorant. You know, Capcom is not um, unaware of demand for this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, you know, I wouldn't say that it's an impossibility that we see Ghost Trick on Switch. I I think out of all of the things that I want, you know, remastered for Switch or put on some sort of virtual console for Switch, probably Ghost Trick is the most likely to happen. Sure. (laughs) I'll hold on to that hope. You know, everything else like Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, don't necessarily know if that one's happening, but... Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things. They they know they can... uh, remake that and charge you $60 yeah. for it or whatever, you know, <laughs> so they, they know we'll buy that. Um, <laughs> I've got a comment here from shy guy city. Who's one of our newer discord members. And shy guy says, I think I, I, uh, I, it's been, I think over a decade since I last played ghost trick, but I played the entire thing in one afternoon wow. when I borrowed it from a friend. That's impressive. Um, it felt like a creative fever dream. From the core conceit of the gameplay to the over-the-top characters and story and writing reminded me a lot of Zack and Wiki in that regard. Mm. Shout out to Zack and Wiki. I love that game. I don't that even is, know what uh, Zack and Wiki is. Oh my gosh. It's a it's a wonderful you you would like it. It's it's a wonderful kind of like adventure style game on Wii. Oh, I will is, look uh, into this. Really good. Really, really good. Um, that, that is on the keep Nintendo weird list. We're going to do an episode <laughs> on Zack and wiki eventually. Um, but with more approachable gameplay and a less frustrating use of trial and error design. Oh, and missile is still probably my favorite video game dog. Yes. <laughs> yes. Missile is the best boy. I love we missile have to so talk much. about missile. We <laughs> have to stop and talk about missile because not only is missile a wonderful central character mm-hmm. to the plot of this game. Um, it's he isn't just like a throwaway side character whatsoever. 
He's the best boy. He's adorable. He's named and he's he's based on Shu Takumi's IRL dog, mm-hmm. um, which which makes him even better. We did uh, so on on my main show All In. We do top fives every week, and okay. we did top five good boys. And Missile was my number one. He just deserves 100%. it. He deserves it. <laughs> Missile also makes a cameo. Oh gosh, which Ace Attorney is it? I think it might be the second Ace Attorney game. Yeah, it's in one of them. Yeah, I don't remember which one, but yes. He's briefly yes. shows up. I think I don't even think it's a um oh what's the word I'm looking for? Like a necessary path um like a, dialogue like, yeah, option. Yeah. I think you like literally have to ask about something like weird in the police station and then they bring up missile. Oh no, because he's part of the case I not Ace Attorney. <laughs> We're not talking about he's, Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah, he's so and it's also I, I don't even know if it's necessarily because again, this is based on Shu Takumi's actual mm-hmm. dog. So like like I think Shu Takumi probably just works a missile in. Yeah. You know, whenever he's he can. like, all right, we're gonna put my dog into this game, which is great, and everyone should do that. Um just everybody. <laughs> yeah, missile missile is the best. So Without giving away spoilers, I know we've talked about Rube Goldberg machines, but mm-hmm. throughout the course of the game, you will interact with different spirits who have slightly different ghost tricks to Sissel, the main character, yes. the person you're playing as. Missile is the first one that you encounter, and I just freaking love him. His his trick is to swap things that look the same, but are different right. you know, sizes. So they have the same shape, but different sizes. So like the big thing that I'm thinking of is there's like a chunk of a statue that's sort of leaf shaped that you can switch with a leaf. And yes. every time he shows up, I mean, in typical good boy fashion, he's just like, hi, I'm Missile. I'm here to help. Let's what's what are we doing? Who are we saving? I mean, this dog, may I remind the audience, is dead. This dog, this is a dead yeah. dog who's just still being a great boy and just, you know, Helping Sissel along whatever he has to do to save whoever is is needed to be saved at the time. And that is mm-hmm. that is definition of a good boy. And like you mentioned, he's very central to the plot in ways that we can't talk about without right, literally spoiling right. so much of the game's twists and turns. Um, so, yeah, he's just the best. Missile is probably one of the most loyal characters in video game history. Mm-hmm. Like... The the links that missile goes to 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 be a a companion is uh, is unbelievable, and that's all I'll say about that. Um, so, such up, a great missile. character. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Such a great character. Um, uh, our buddy Phelan Emerald Element in the uh, in the Discord also shouted out. He's I've never played it, but I remember seeing the trailer for it on that Nintendo Week show on the Wii's old Nintendo channel. Oh gosh, good memory. So a lot of people, I think, are getting a little bit of weird nostalgia for for this kind of era of Nintendo, which is one yeah. of my favorite eras. The of late Nintendo. DS, early Wii. You know, everybody votes channel <laughs> sort of yeah, era. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I have such a soft spot in my heart for this kind of era of Nintendo. And this kind of, that's kind of like the the whole conceit of, of me making this show is like, I, like, I love that Nintendo has stuff like this that, that we can latch onto as fans. And, um, and again, we can draw, you know, little, like not, not only appreciate it for its weirdness and its quirkiness, but we can also draw actual, you know, deep themes from it. Yeah. And this is stuff that I want to see more of re-release, whatever. I just want to see more of it. Yes. You know? I feel like, um, you know, recent Nintendo games have been more similar to AAA games from other platforms than ever right. before. 
that's not to say they're not, you know, a little bit weird, but they're certainly not, you know, the ghost tricks, the cooking mamas, the sure. Nintendogs of the world. That yeah. era, I think, had just so much diversity and uh, so many good games that were very different to each other. Um, mm-hmm. That I miss that a lot. <laughs> they're, they're, that's definitely it's you know keep nintendo weird i, mm-hmm. I want to see them i i want to see them you know hang on to those those weird roots of, of you know games like this where you know it's 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 something unlike anything you're getting anywhere else you you yeah. don't see games like this on playstation or xbox or anything no. like that and you you, you haven't know. seen a game like ghost trick since ghost trick came out yeah which was before or since yeah i mean decades ago at this point i don't even know the exact year because my brain is scrambled eggs most days but <laughs> you know it's been so long and uh you just it's such a it's such a good game and it is, it is still so unique in november of 2021 this game that came out so long ago, still it stands the test of time in ways that so many games from that era and even closer to now don't stand up. And this game is still very, very perfectly, amazingly good. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, unfortunately, um, as I mentioned earlier, the game is extraordinarily expensive on DS. It has become, kind of, you know, it, it was terrible because like, whatever happened with my copy happened. I don't have the game anymore. And I, um, and, and I was looking into it and I, I literally could have bought it for like 30 or 40 bucks a couple of years ago. Uh. And I, I passed on it at the time. And then I went back to it literally like maybe a month or two later. And it was all of a sudden $200. Wow. Like, oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, I so. bet there aren't that many copies in circulation <laughs> because must be what it is. I mean, it didn't sell very well at the time in the first place. And then I feel like, you know, over the years when people cut down on their collections, it's probably one of the ones that people are willing to let go of. And then right. it just disappears into the ether of, you know, Goodwills and secondhand shops and yard sales and who knows yeah. where it is at this point. Yeah. And so, I mean, if, if, you know, if, if there were a way to, to get it, um, on, on DS affordably, I would recommend that, but it is available on iOS and they did like a weird thing where you can pay for each chapter of the game, mm-hmm. which is kind of odd. And I, I almost wonder if they were to re-release it on switch. I hope they just do it all whole cloth. Like I just want to yeah. buy the game. I don't want to buy it in chapters, <laughs> you know? Right. No um, microtransactions and ghost no, trick, please. <laughs> no, 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 no tricks here. I, uh, but, but I definitely, I hope they do because I, I hope the game gets like a second shot, um, mm-hmm. and 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 kind of a more mass appeal. I mean, the Switch has been such a massive success, mm-hmm. and I think that the audience would latch on to something like Ghost Trick. I think they absolutely. Would too. Uh, Caroline, before I let you go, I don't want to take up your entire evening. Uh, (laughs) if you, uh, anything, any like kind of final thoughts on ghost trick before we wrap up? Gosh, I, I mean, I've spouted so much about it. I'm trying to think (laughs) if there's anything we haven't talked about. We talked about Cabanella, which was a point that I really wanted to talk about because his dance Mm -hmm. animation is so good. Lynn is amazing. Sissel's amazing. Missile's amazing. It's great characters. I think if you've played an Ace Attorney, if you've played, um, you know, even a, a, you know, those DS era games that are weird, that are a little bit weird. I, I think this does have mass appeal. I think people would like it. Um, if you don't have it on DS, get it on the iPhone if you have one. And just, you know, poke around and see if you like it. I think you'll be hooked. It is a yeah. phenomenal game. It is so good. And, I, and it is also pretty short gameplay wise. So if you don't yeah. have a lot of time, it's only about, I think, like 10-ish hours to play. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, I think everybody should give it a shot. It's just, it's a great game. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. If if, if our just uh, gushing hasn't uh, told you <laughs> enough about how much we love it, we we obviously highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, Caroline, how can people kind of keep up with you and uh, and follow you on social media and all oh, that fun gosh. stuff? Um, mostly just on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. my handle is at Caroline Lydic. It's my name. Um. And, uh, yeah, I just post a lot of nonsense there. So if you like nonsense and memes and maybe a couple hot takes about video games here or there, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the place to go. <laughs> I love it. We, we love nonsense and hot takes here. We, we love it. So everybody go, go follow Caroline. You'll find all that info, uh, in the episode description. Caroline, I want to thank you for hanging out. It was so much fun. You, you're an absolute delight and I love this oh. game. It, it was great. Thanks Thank again you. for inviting me. I, I again, we'll talk about Ghost Trick whenever, wherever. I'll drop everything. <laughs> I'll run up and be like, blah, and just like spout all this nonsense about Sissel. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it, guys. Well, uh, again, follow Caroline on Twitter. Keep up with her. We are looking forward to seeing what she does next. Play yourself some Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Um, thank you so much again, Caroline. And thank you guys for helping me keep Nintendo weird. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.